Welcome to Nerddom with Taylor and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Taylor. And Taylor, we're we're taking a little trip to the Shire, to mm-hmm. the to Lake Town, to Dale, to the uh, the the mountain, the lonely mountain, the lonely mountain. We're going all over Middle Earth. Uh, we're talking about the Hob, the Hobbit. The Hobbit. We're Hobbit heads now. We're Hobbit heads now. The titular Hobbit. And I can't think of a better way to start this podcast than with the dulcet tones of Mr. Leonard Nimoy telling us about Mr. Bilbo Baggins. In the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe. Have you heard this song before? No, I did not know this. Hobbit hole, and everybody knows him, Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins is only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. So this, yeah, that song, uh, Leonard Nimoy of Star Trek fame, uh, the entire song, it goes on to recap the entire, basically the book, <clears throat> um, which we were talking about today, The Hobbit. That's going to be my wedding song. <laughs> if I'm at your wedding, I will make sure that song gets played somehow as you're walking down the aisle, uh, like, and let's, I, I mean, I guess we're kind of blowing it for Steven by recording this, but... <laughs> It'll be a surprise. He still is going to be like, she won't do that, right? And then you'll be walking down. And then the, I'll do it. The, the bridal, bridal procession starts playing. And then the record scratch. Bilbo, Bilbo back. And yeah, he's going to yeah. he's gonna flip. I'm going to, my laundry, our like laundry machines, they like make noises. They like sing little songs mm-hmm. when it like finishes. Uh-huh. And there's something like, there's some kind of app with them that I just have not explored and now I want to see if I can put that song as the song it plays when it's it on, finishes I mean, drying. It's on Spotify. I did not have to like dig deep into like YouTube to find that. It's a readily available song. So I can't believe I've never heard that before. It's great. I'm. I feel shame. <laughs> I think you're okay. I think you're fine. <laughs> uh, that you have not heard that song before. It's, I mean, it's like. Before. I, I don't remember where I would have heard it. Like, obviously, I love Leonard Nimoy as a Star Trek fan, and I am, uh, as with you, a Hobbit head. Uh, but it's not like a, 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 like, you don't hear that song on the radio. This, you know, that would be very funny to hear on the radio, by the way. Like, Lady Gaga. I wonder if you could request it. <laughs> like, call, like, I don't know. Like, call in. I am trying to. God, it's, I don't listen to the radio, so I'm trying I don't to. Even, think of I don't any. even know. K, just call into KUOW. KUOW, yeah. I mean, they might actually play it. That's that's kind of like the, like I don't think they would scoff at you. I was thinking more like a. Why can't uh, power, power, power ninety six? Yeah, sure. That whatever. sounds right. Um, call into them, have them play it like right after Ariana Grande or something. Yeah, I only know, I only remember um, uh, ever since moving out to Seattle, I don't know what happened to me or what changed. I feel like there's like some kind of barrier surrounding Seattle that as soon as you pass through it, the only thing you're ever interested in listening to anymore is NPR. Mm -hmm. Um, So I only remember the names of the uh, like radio stations in Atlanta. I I mean, honestly... It, I became like such. Are a there boy. radio stations out here? I there don't are, even know. I there, thought it was just NPR. There are. Um, I mean, as a lifelong Seattleite, the fact that I can't remember a single, I, I can like, I know, 
call numbers, like I think 93.3 is one, 1061, 96.5, 95.7. But like, I don't know the names of them. And I, I became like a boring adult who just listens to NPR. If I listen to the radio, I pretty much only listen to podcasts in the car anyway. So <laughs> anyways, <laughs> Anyways, we're going to call in, request whatever the title of that song is to your favorite radio station. See if they play it. When we get our own radio show, our own drive time radio show, every day we'll play The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins by (laughs) Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) Um, So anyways, The Hobbit. This this is one of yours. You're a a Hobbit head. I am a Hobbit head. I, yeah, I, uh, let's see, my journey with The Hobbit, um, I first read The Hobbit when I was in, I want to say like fifth grade. All I, I have like this flashbulb memory of when I first pulled The Hobbit off of like my elementary school library's like shelf because I remember like what the cover looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I definitely remember reading it and just being like enraptured by it. And then I read it, I've read it a couple of times. Uh, I think I've read it three times. And so I read it again probably sometime in college mm-hmm. and then I just read it. I just finished reading it like the other day. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, what's it, interestingly enough, I was really enjoy the Hobbit. I do not read books multiple times mm-hmm. generally. Like the only books I've ever done that with are with the Hobbit and with Ender's game. Um, and so the fact that I've read The Hobbit multiple times like speaks a lot to how I feel about the book. Mm-hmm. But I have never read any of the other Lord of the Rings books, and I don't really know anything else about them. <laughs> That's, I mean, I I think like as far as like Tolkien stuff, and like this is like we talked about with Star Wars that one of the things that I love about Star Wars is this like huge universe of stuff that exists of like mm-hmm. just this story and this story. The fact that there is probably even more of that with Tolkien stuff. And there are four, four books, four official books. And then there's like the Cimmerillion and unfinished tales and stuff like that. That is all like ancillary stuff from the main storyline, but that there is literally thousands of years of stuff that exists outside of the yeah. like hundred year window of there the are, yeah. Lord of the Rings ages. It's, there aren't like three ages, right? right? That are like con- like have hundreds of years in mm-hmm. each of them, and so uh, and, and there are people, there's a lot of there's a lot of in between time. Yeah, and there's people who dedicate their lives to studying Lord of the, like this Tolkien universe. Like you're right that that like the the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings take place in the third age. So there is yeah. a first age, there's a second age. There is theoretically a fourth age which has not been written about, but um it's it's all like this and that's the stuff I like more than the I've read the Hobbit once. Uh my journey with the Hobbit, bit of an unexpected journey if you uh, ask me. Callback. That's actually the name of the first movie. Um <laughs> So I read it in 2001 and that was because the the movies were coming out and I wanted mm-hmm. to have read the books before each movie. So I read The Hobbit quickly, like that summer. I remember mm-hmm. very distinctly, I was at my sister's soccer game reading The Hobbit <laughs> while I was supposed to be watching her play soccer. And then, uh, yeah, read The Fellowship before the movie came out and then 
then you know many 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 years later the hobbit movies came out and um i didn't read them again i didn't read it again before that but so i've read the hobbit once so mm-hmm. i'm not as familiar with this book as i am with the other stuff sure. but i have seen the movies recently so th- that is my base of knowledge Great. for the hobbit that is perfect that will play very well into what i have planned for later in this Ooh, episode goody goody yeah uh um but yeah one thing about the hobbit that i think is pretty interesting is um well you know i mean i i've only seen in terms of the hobbit movies as well Mm -hmm. i've only seen the first movie which i just watched for the first time this past weekend Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was shocked to find out that it was almost three hours long it's just like the single movie and then I had a whole like emotional roller coaster. I went on like a journey because I looked up like what all three of them, how much, like how long all three of them were. Mm-hmm. And even just like the regular ones, not extended edition, like for movies of that just comprise up The Hobbit are eight hours of movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just like, I mean, I was floored. I had, I had a moment like- <laughs> Um, and then I went and looked up cause I was like, oh man, like, I wonder how long they, like, cause I also haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, went and looked up how long that is They're longer. Yeah. What the heck who like, and then I found out that people have like marathons of this. I was like, how oh. do you, I mean, we're not talking about Lord of the Rings. It's just like, I'm just like floored by yeah, how yeah, much yeah. content there is. Can I, can I tell um, you a quick Lord of the Rings movie story? Fine. The Return of the King uh, <laughs> is itself, before it's an extended cut, it's almost four hours long. The extended edition is like four and a half hours long. I saw that movie seven times in theaters. Four of those times being the extended version of the movie. So I spent like an ent- uh, an, an entire day of my life, like a full 24 hours in <laughs> the theater watching Return of the King. Oh my God. I wish everybody could have seen my face as you were talking. <laughs> when I when I lay down to rest at the end of my life, that will have been an entire day of my life being in the movie theater. That'll be like on your tombstone. I'll just be like etched, like <laughs> at the very- spent 24 hours in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, there'll it'll be like it'll have my like death date and then there'll be a, an asterisk and an annotation on the bottom that says like <laughs> I mean, you should minus take one day. Yeah, minus one day due to spending an entire day in theaters watching uh, Return of the King. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause like watching all of the Lord of the Rings and watching the Hobbit movies mm-hmm. total, I think it's something like 26 hours. So I was like, you could do it. You could watch it all of the whole, the whole thing in like one weekend. Is that, I don't think that's right. That doesn't seem right. No, that's probably not right. Also, anything I say, just put an asterisk next to it because I don't do that much research. I just say stuff really confidently and people generally just go along with it. Sure. I mean, you did you did say that very declaratively and I was like, is she right? <laughs> is that more than a day? <laughs> no, I think that's right. Uh, or it's uh, movies, runtime. Let's see. The Lord of the Rings. Um, what the heck? The first movie is... Four hours long? No. There's no three way. hours and forty eight minutes. Okay. Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Is as, that the first one? As an extended. That has to be the extended cut. Did 
This is running time. Mm. Do, 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 do. Okay. Do, 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 do. Um, so, anyways, combined length of Lord of the Rings extended editions is eleven and a half hours. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the Hobbit extended edition is nine hours. So I guess it's twenty-one hours. So you could technically watch it all in like one day. Yeah, and sleep for three hours. And sleep for three. <laughs> and do <laughs> it all do over it. again. <laughs> We're gonna do it. We're gonna live stream it. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, happy to watch the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies anytime, but this sounds like you're torturing me. Patreon stretch goal. Just yeah, yeah. Just how mad we can be by the end of 19 hours. Just like, oh god. And like, depending on which order we do them in, just like how <laughs> sick we are of which which version of Bilbo we're watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like so before we. I have some points of order, but okay. I want to move away from talking about how long the movies are. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about a book, darn it. So I'm actually going to move into um, a segment that I've prepared called oh. Fact or... It's called Fact, Fiction, or Fudge You. Oh. And essentially, I'm going to give statements okay. um, that are either fact or fiction or they're fudge you, is it which up, is... Is it up to me? Just- to determine which of these three it is? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, like, I'm going to start with an easy one. Okay. Or it should be easy, or else you're going to be shamed in the comments. This is going to be a disaster for me. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm going to read some statements, and then you will tell me if it's fact fiction or fudge you uh-huh. if you just hate the question. Um, and, yeah, and then we'll talk about each one. Okay. All ahead. right. Are you ready? Ready. All right, I'm gonna keep score for you. Great, but no pressure. No, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> first one to start off. The statement is: The Hobbit is the prequel to the Lord of the Rings, and it was much of its initial success to Lord's to the Lord of the Rings fan base. Uh, fact. Oh, Andrew. It, it is the prequel. <laughs> it is a prequel. <laughs> Correct, but it does not owe much of its initial success to Lord of the Rings fan base. The Hobbit was definitely written way before the rest oh, of, Lord okay, of the I, Rings. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. <laughs> I misunderstood. I, I'm sorry. I thought I thought what you were literally saying was the Lord of the Rings owes its fandom in large part to the Hobbit. I, I sorry. I nah. Mis- yeah. I misheard you. Sorry. Sure, sure. You misheard me. I, okay, I got it wrong. Uh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> you can change your answer to fudge you. I'm, that's my oh yeah answer. you can also change your answer afterwards theoretically every answer is going to be fudge you to these questions yeah but yeah hobbit was written like way before the lord of the rings actually um all right you ready for the next one yeah okay the hobbit introduces readers to the world of middle earth but one thing it is missing is any named female character for example, Feely and Keely are referred to often as the sons of Thorin's sister, but you would have to look in one of the family trees in the Lord of the Rings to figure out her name is Dis. Also, I probably pronounced that wrong. Nobody at me. <laughs> this also makes her the only lady dwarf mentioned anywhere in Tolkien's writings. Uh, partially fact. Yeah. It's mostly fact. It Do you know fact. what the single point of fiction is? Uh, that one of that uh, Bilbo's mother is named. Yes, the there is a female Hobbit named Bilbo's mother. Her name is Belladonna Took. Mm-hmm. 
So nice try. Nice try. That, I oh, oh, thought that would get you. It's quite nitpicky, but also that's the only woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, not to mention there's a lot of other representation that's missing, but still. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. A whimsical tale of a scared hobbit learning how to be courageous in the face of danger, its simplistic style compared to the Lord of the Rings trilogy can be explained by the fact that the Hobbit was originally written as a children's book. So anyone who knocks its merits on that should sit down and think about where they are in life for a little while. That's fact. Fudge you. It's It's a fudge you. It is. It's a fudge you. (laughs) It is actually both fact and fiction. I think this is, I so I lo- like looked this up because I, um, this is like an argument that I'd heard before, but mm-hmm. I, something about it, like didn't, maybe I knew this before, but Tolkien had, has, had denied that any of his stories were specifically written for children. And he regarded The Hobbit to have been written in bad style. He said, and this is a quote from Tolkien, that's all sob stuff. No, of course I didn't write it for children. The Hobbit was written in what I should now regard as bad style, as if one were talking to children. Um, <laughs> I like that it in in order to defend himself from not writing a children's book, he just in fact said, "Actually, my I just wrote it bad." Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. Seriously, he was just kind of like, I mean, straight up, like it was one of my first books. Like, I, I mean, I got better. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so funny that he's like, no, 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 no. I I will not be. I will not have you accuse me of writing a children's book. It's just bad. Like, <laughs> just take the compliment, dude, and just be like, yeah, you're right. It, uh, it is a kid's book. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's written like that. Yeah, but, but the reason why this is a fun you question is because a lot of people are also argue that, um, well, one, his son, Christopher Tolkien, he, like, also kind of talked about how it was for children. So it's kind of like a weird, like, assertion that sure. kind of gets, like, there are just different sources yeah. and it, it was a story that he wrote like for his children, but okay. not specifically as like a children's story. So. Uh, Tolkien fudge you dude. Get, get it together. Get it together, man. <laughs> get your life together. Get a job. Um, okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Tolkien was a professor of Anglo-Saxon philology and literature at Oxford. During his time there, he developed a deep friendship with the Chronicles of Narnia author C.S. Lewis. They were in a writing group together called The Inklings, which also happens to be the most precious name for a club, like in the history of humanity. I, I want to say that it's fact, but then I also like could be told that these two people were like alive like a hundred years apart from each other and <laughs> you wouldn't know i wouldn't know so um, yeah actually jesus of nazareth and tolkien were really good friends <laughs> that's what the j stands for in J.R.R. tolkien Just, jesus yeah. <laughs> he's a big fan they were friends <laughs> i'm gonna i'm going to take a swing and say this one is fact yeah, this yes. one is fact. Yes. Yes. C.S. Lewis and uh, J.R.R. Tolkien were really, really good friends. That's cute. Um, yeah, it's super cute. Like, um, I was looking it up because I was like, man, this is the movie I want to see. This is the male friendship I want on screen. I want to see Tolkien and Lewis, like, 
hanging out, writing their books, sending each other chapters. Like, it's just so cute. Was there a movie about Tolkien? There was, yeah. Was that, did you see that movie? Was that touched on in that movie? I did not see the movie. As far as I know, I kind of like did not a ton of digging, just kind of like read, because I wasn't interested in a movie about Tolkien. I was interested in a movie about (laughs) Uh Tolkien. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't think he was really touched on at Mm. all. I don't think Lewis really made an appearance. Zach Efron Um, didn't show up as C.S. Lewis in the movie or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Zach Efron. Uh, yeah, dude, Tolkien as like a, a young Tolkien, a young Lewis. Yeah, just like lifts up his shirt. Hey, man, what do you think about Aslan? And just like, all right, dude. It's like C.S. Lewis is played by Zac Efron, and J.R.R. Tolkien is like Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> perfect casting. Perfect. I think it was. Are uh, you listening, Hollywood? Yeah. Good idea here. I think it wasn't it. Um beast from the x-men movies or about a boy guy what is his name i don't know I i'm talking to be like i know anything about x-men he's he's a cute boy that uh oh he was in mad max did you see mad max no okay well <laughs> never mind i retract very, the question i'm a very specific brand of nerd and it's nothing anybody else is interested in <laughs> <laughs> It's specifically The Hobbit. It's just The Hobbit. This is actually the last episode, so uh, I hope everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild one. ride. Yeah. Hope everybody had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah, and also the the name of the writing group. Uh, there were other like pretty famous authors in this group. Uh, apparently, I I like kind of looked at it through. It none of the names really popped out at sure. me, but um, it, the Inklings, like how cute is that? That is a cute name. It's such. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get over it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also there was an interesting thing about Lewis and Tolkien that Lewis was apparently. Well, maybe we should save this for our Chronicles of Narnia yeah. episode because we're definitely going to talk about it. But <laughs> Lewis was apparently an atheist and then was converted to Christianity and then wrote Chronicles of Narnia. Well, based on how Aslan is is yeah. interpreted, that does not surprise me. It's very <laughs> yeah. much like somebody who just discovered what God is. Like... <laughs> yeah, but I didn't I didn't realize that Lewis was just always presented to me as like as a child the Chronicles of Narnia for me were my Harry Potter sure because I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter um and so it was just very safe Christian thing but this is just lots of interesting stuff here it made me really happy to learn more about Lewis and Tolkien's friendship yeah that's very it's very cute it's so cute um okay next statement ready yes uh Keely is the hottest dwarf Yeah. Yeah. yeah Hell I'll yeah. Say that. I'll Facts. say that. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be cuter? Bomber? No. Come on. Thorin is a is a close second. Thorin, yeah, Thorin, I mean at least like in the in the movies, the actor who yeah. portrays Thorin is a he is a smoke show for sure. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's just like I I watching the movie, I like when they opened the door and like Keely showed, I was like, "Who the who the hell is yeah. that?" I was like, "What the heck is happening? Uh, Why is we... there just one like really hot dwarf?" <laughs> yeah, uh, can we run that back real quick? Uh, <laughs> I just want to. I I think I missed something. Uh huh. Uh, I don't know how I feel about being like sexually attracted to a dwarf, but like, but what Keely. the heck? <laughs> My God. 
Um, okay. While regarded as a classic now, on its initial release, The Hobbit was not quite a hit. It took a few years for the story to gain traction in pop culture, and it wasn't until Lord of the Rings was published that people wanted to know more about Hobbit lore. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I want to say... I want to say facts you're you're giving you're you're saying these in a very confident way which makes me think they're all you know like you don't have a tell so so far that i can tell like lying so i'm gonna say fact this is fiction (sighs) the hobbit was an instant hit it was a cult or not a cult hit it was a hit it was a hit It, it sold out its initial publishing run Wow. Um, granted, its initial publishing run was like 1,700 copies, but it was also like 1937. Right. So I don't really know like how to interpret those things. Mm-hmm. Like in 2021 money, that's like a billion dollars, like, right. Right. <laughs> uh, or like a billion copies. But it was a hit. The book did so well that its publishers requested a sequel. And that is what eventually became the Lord of the Rings wow. like trilogy. Wow. Yeah, he was working on, actually, he was, Tolkien tried to give, like, when they requested, like, a sequel or more, like, more Hobbit content, mm-hmm. um, they, he tried to give them the Cimmerillion. Mm-hmm. Uh, as like, here, I've been working on this. And they, like, took that and they were like, no, 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 Hobbits. <laughs> we need Hobbits. <laughs> What is uh, what is this? Yeah, so he then started working on a sequel to The Hobbit, With and it became what is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. Well, really, the, what became the Lord of the Rings because yeah. it was, I think, published as one book. It was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. While some fans, including Tolkien's son Christopher, think that the movies do a disservice to the books. The original text of The Hobbit has sidestepped corporate greed and remains unchanged since its publishing in 1937, allowing for it to remain beloved to the world over. Fiction. What is fiction? That it re- has remained unchanged since 1937. Ooh, do you know what's different? I don't know what's specifically different, but I do know that the the, the pages have changed yes. over time. Yeah. You nailed it. It's this is fiction. The uh, 1937 original uh, was revised, uh, and the second edition was released in 1951. Mm-hmm. So the difference between the first and second edition <clears throat> is that is the scene between Bilbo and Gollum in their riddle contest. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he had to, or why Tolkien rewrote it was so that it would flow better with the rest of like the Lord of the Rings. So when he wrote the Lord of the Rings, that's when the ring gained its like really like um, dangerous power Mm -hmm. and how it like affected everyone uh, or whoever like held it. Um, So in the original edition, the first edition, the scene in which Bilbo and Gollum have their riddle contest, Gollum originally bets the ring as like the prize oh, so for he the riddle contest. It's not that Bilbo finds it and then like right. is hiding it from him. It's that Gollum's like, I got this. I he's, got this. Yeah, he's more. like, I bet I can, I bet we I'll win on a riddle contest. I'll bet you this ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is changed in the second edition, where we all know like 
uh, Bilbo finds the ring, uh, and then Gollum flips his lid yeah. when he realizes he's lost it. Yeah, that that changes the movies and the story of the Lord of the Rings, the books, by so much. If it's just like yeah. Gollum's just like, Gollum's just like <laughs> here, have this yeah. shiny piece of metal. This thing that like my life is attached to, like. <laughs> I think that makes Gollum the most powerful being in all of the, like that would have made Gollum the most powerful person in all of Middle Earth. Been like, yeah, this has no effect on me at all. I have no desire to keep this. This thing? Yeah, I don't care. You want it, dummy? Answer this room. Insert insert scene of Luke Skywalker throwing Throwing lightsaber lightsaber over his shoulder. Yeah, this ring? (laughs) I got a dozen of these. But yeah, um... Yeah, so those are all my fact fiction or fudge you. Wow, how did I do? I think you did really well. Okay. I said I was going to keep score, but I, I didn't. Yes, I yes. So hopefully listeners also I think you won. Score. Yeah, I did win. Of course I won. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but yeah, those are just some fun things about The Hobbit specifically that I feel like are maybe not super well known. So Sure. And honestly, a lot that I learned. So... I learned with you while we're yeah while we're we talking. all learned yeah we all learned so this is an educational podcast that's now. right that's right uh, when it's categorized in the in the Apple Podcast feed educational will right, yeah first, tag as education yeah yeah small children should definitely listen to this oh of course of course I hope like I hope that this is part of the curriculum of any teacher out there who's listening that this is part of your your in your in English class. literature your, class in, yeah exactly this can be taught to elementary kids middle school kids high school kids this could be played at a college like let's just let's not fuck around here like <laughs> we, this yeah we are your professor now yes. look at me look at me look, i am your teacher now look at me so you having read this book three times now mm-hmm. do you do you have like a favorite character is there parts of this book that you really really speak to you yeah i really love bilbo mm-hmm I so it's pretty interesting. There are a couple of things I want to talk about uh, now that I, we've gone through our fact fiction mm-hmm. and fudge you mm-hmm. portion. Uh, we just need to make sure that we were all on the same page before sure. talking about the next couple of things. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, I really love Bilbo. I think he is a great character. I think his character arc through The Hobbit is really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and this latest read that I did with uh, my friend Bree, we read a chapter a week. Okay. And like did a, if anybody listens to the podcast, which I highly recommend, um, it's Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Mm-hmm. And it's like two um, professors of d- divinity. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like two people who know a lot about religion. <laughs> I mean, they would be theology majors, right? Like, or yeah, theology professors. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, I think they're, they're professors or something though, but yeah, they're theology theologists yeah. or something. And they like read uh, cha- chapters of Harry Potter, like through the whole series and treat Harry Potter as a sacred text. Okay. Um, and analyze it as such. Um, and so we did the same thing with the Hobbit, the Hobbit being a classic. And mm-hmm. so we read like a chapter a week each time had like a theme to go off of and talk about. So we did like a very deep mm-hmm. <laughs> read of the Hobbit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and through that deep read, I realized like Bilbo is like kind of a doof, but like his character arc is actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed his arc. 
he's also kind of the only character who has yeah. an arc. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the especially like, well, they, they do, I mean, obviously with the movies, because there's, as you mm-hmm. said, nine hours of, of content, they do, I mean, sort of expand a little bit on like Thorin, and that's about it for the dwarves. Like Keeley sort of gets an arc in the movies, but like other than that, I did note when I rewatched the movies that after watching the movies, I still could not like if you had lined up all the dwarves and put their names, I would probably still oh, yeah. get like I can't name them. I would still get some of them wrong. I was actually gonna ask you to name the dwarves later, but good to know. I, I mean I will try. I don't think I I don't think I've ever tried to off like just right off the top of the mm-hmm. dome name the dwarves. Yeah. I might be able to. Go for it. Let's do it now. Try and name the dwarves. Thorin. Mm-hmm. Bilfer, Bofer, Bomber, Feely, Keely, Oin, Gloin. Also, I don't even know if it's pronounced Oin and Gloin. That's just how I say I, it. I believe it is, but. Oh, man. Thorin, Feely, Keely, Uh There's like another one that starts with a T, I think. I think that's it. I think I can only name eight off the top of the dome. Okay, so you, I've got you got Thorin, Feely, Keely, Thorin, Feely, Keely, Balin, Dwalin, Oin, Gloin. Oh, Balin, yeah, yeah, Balin, Doylin, Oin, Gloin, Bilfer, Bofer, Bomber, and then Dory, Nori, and Ori. Dory, Nori, and Ori. Yep. So you got a lot of them. I mean, there is yeah. there is a lot of dwarves, and they are indistinguishable from each other. It's like the I think like. If uh, if Tolkien took any notes from The Hobbit, it was to have less characters, distinguish them from each other, and that was yeah. the Fellowship, which was like it's, it really is. Is like it's thirteen small men who yeah. are pretty much the only one that the there are only two really that get any special shout outs, and it's Thorin because mm-hmm. he's you know the main one, the main one, and then Bomber, who they just like he's just fat. He's, like, just, he's fat and has like a weird haircut and mustache and like it's yeah the it's like obsessed with eating like it's just really funny but um uh yeah but like in the books like none like the dwarves are indistinguishable from each other Mm -hmm. essentially like we just talked about the the main ones yeah the main differences in the movie that's literally it that's the only those are the only differences there is not a lot about the dwarves like period at least in the movies keely's hot right like that's yeah at least thank god yeah that that, keely saved those movies and they do and like there is kind of a like his his story arc uh also centers around him being hot (laughs) so like oh does it really yeah they introduce they introduce a character who doesn't exist in the books to fall in love with him because he's the the attractive he's he's the attractive dwarf yeah (laughs) That's so funny. They made up a character to have to fall in love with him because this actor is so attractive. We have to do something with it. It would be a mistake for us to not have somebody fall in love with him because he's so hot. And how much better? Okay, I haven't seen the other two movies, but how much better would it be if they actually made the love interest for Bomber? Like, (laughs) come on! Like, there's so much there. It'd be so beautiful. They missed. They missed out. They missed out. I'm we need. We need a full like between the Hobbit and the first movie of Lord of the Rings. We need to follow Bomber's arc and yeah. see what he's up to. Um. But yeah, back to like, like back to the text. It's like I mean, he's pretty much the only character. I Gandalf is there, like sort of. <laughs> he kind of comes and goes. Um, <laughs> just sort of just like 
okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna peace out for a little bit. Uh, you guys are okay, right? And then legitimately, yeah, legitimately, he's just like, oh, here, like, just rest, stay here. Mm-hmm. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then they go and get like captured in, by trolls in trouble multiple. Yeah, times. they go get in trouble, and then Gandalf comes back and he's like, oh my god, what did I say? Yeah, <laughs> you kids, stay together, <clears throat> stay together, follow me. And then they go to Bjorn, and then they rest, and then they and then Gandalf is like, okay. We're going to go to the Mirkwood and I'm going to leave you. <laughs> all you have to do is walk in a straight line. Okay. Yeah, everybody, right. everybody hear me? You hear that? Straight all you have line? to do is walk in a straight line. I have to go. I will be back. <laughs> he might as well have said, like, if you stray off this path, you will be eaten by giant spiders. And they were still like, maybe you guys want to chance it? Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? It's just, yeah. I There's a lot about, like, so Gandalf in the books, like, like, I haven't like read any Lord of the Rings or seen any of the movies, but like generally Gandalf as a character is like, I mean, culturally is just like a touchstone, right? Mm -hmm. He's all knowing, all powerful, maybe not all knowing, not all powerful, but he's generally regarded as like a very like powerful figurehead and just like very like important. And then reading the Hobbit, you're like, why? He's a, he's a disgruntled dad through most of the Hobbit. He doesn't like explain anything. And then he also is like like only does a single thing of magic in the Hobbit, I want to say. Like he pretty much the only time he ever actually uses any of his magic is when they are underneath the mountains captured by goblins. Mm-hmm. Um, when the goblins like open the trap door, Gandalf, unlike in the movie, Gandalf is with them. Mm-hmm. Um and Gandalf like and, like makes a like a big bang like like explosion basically, mm-hmm. um, and then he uses his magic a little bit to fight, but that's pretty much it. Like he doesn't really use any magic at any other point, um, which is interesting. But I, I do imagine that like much like the the ring, that there was no certainly no call for or understanding that Gandalf would then end up being like what he ends up becoming in the in the pantheon of the lore of Lord of the Rings in that right. he's he's nearly a godlike figure in certain yeah. in certain respects <laughs> i like i'm sure when he was writing the hobbit it was just sort of like a fun you know he's a wizard you know like he can he can like make lights come out of his staff and you know yeah like, exactly yeah it's like the the idea of like magic being something that solves a lot of problems is something that is actually very recent right in in a humanity's idea of what magic does and is mm-hmm. <laughs> um but but yeah like Gandalf is generally just kind of like he's kind of a jerk mm-hmm. he is just not like uh, kind of just insists that he's right all the time, mm-hmm. uh, which I imagine remains true for the remainder of everything as well. But he just kind of is like, just I'm right, and this is how it's gonna be. Um, I mean, to be to be fair, right? Like he was right about going on the path, like staying on the yeah. path. He was right. Oh about that. yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's right about a lot of stuff. It's just kind of he's, funny. He could that. be nicer about it. He could be nicer. Maybe yeah, more understanding <laughs> about like curiosity. They're they're dwarves and hobbits. Come on, um, and then, but yeah, and then uh, the dwarves are completely useless, mm-hmm. like beginning to end. If it's not Gandalf rescuing them, it's it's Bilbo rescuing them, and yeah. they almost never do anything useful until the very end in the Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah, I, I think like if I mean, let's give Tolkien some notes. 
first of all yeah we have some notes it should be like five dwarves like the fact that it's yeah thir- like 13 dwarves it's too that's too many characters come on man you only have like 300 pages come on yeah yeah come on let's get it together man like it's just it is it is too many that is too many characters yeah hence like um, like we we're just saying like you having just read this these books and me just having rewatched these movies could not have, I, I mean, I had the Wikipedia in front of me, so I could have, I, I was able to read them off that way, but no way would I have been able to like remember Gloin Oin and, you know, all the different Dory, Nori, Ori. Yeah, like, Dory, Ori, Nori. Like, yeah, I know who Keely and Feely are because Keely's yeah. hot and I know who- Keely's so hot and Bom- Feely's the other one. Yeah, and Bomber, <laughs> of course, the fat one, but other than that, like- you know, like there's like six of them that are just like interchangeable dwarves. Yeah. So that's my first note to, to Mr. Mr. Tolkien, of course. Yeah. Show some respect. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, and the dwar- the dwarves are not brave. No. They are not uh particularly smart. One thing that is pretty obvious, like when like on a closer inspection of the book is that the dwarves are pretty much just like think about what's directly in front of them mm-hmm. and then have zero thought for anything else mm-hmm. like when they're going through the Mirkwood, uh it quickly becomes an issue that they have no food <laughs> and i we were thinking of this i was like Gandalf would not like they just came from Bjorn's house right they would not be sent off to go through the Mirkwood without enough food and it's shown like by by um Bilbo climbing up like a tree that like uh he couldn't really see he didn't really understand what he was seeing but basically like the narrator tells the reader like they're only like a day's walk away from the end. Mm-hmm. So it only takes a couple of days to go through the Mirkwood or something like right. that. And they like immediately eat all their food. They're starving. Mm-hmm. Bomber falls in a river <laughs> and passes the frick out. When he wakes up, all of, he is like, he wakes up and is like, I'm starving. There's like a party over there with food. Let's all go do it. And they all are like, yeah, let's do it. Like they put it to a vote and they're like, yeah, that sounds good. And they follow the guy who just woke up <laughs> into the forest. May have a concussion. I mean, we didn't know. A, yeah. we, we, they didn't know enough about CTE back then and yeah. Hobbit times. Yeah. But like, there's like, there's just a couple of things. There are like some instances like that where I'm just like, oh my God, well, are you kidding? Come on. <laughs> Guys. so like the the movie the first one uh, is the only one i've seen so that mm-hmm. first one i could see i was like wow they really did some work on these dwarves they really made these dwarves a lot more like capable than they are presented to be um that would be a hard in the book that'd be a hard no like a hard thing to do in a movie just to have like 12 just have a 13, 13 bumbling idiots just like the dumbest <laughs> dummies and like like i mean and they all do make dumb decisions in the movies regardless without like <laughs> Without them having the the book handicap of just being numbskulls, but like, yeah, it would be a that would be a hard movie to then get made of. Like, well, there's yeah, gonna totally. be a dozen characters. They're all extremely <sighs> stupid, and just make the dumbest decisions over and over again. And were it not for two characters in this story, they would all be dead within like yes, a day. Fully. Um. Yeah, but with that being said, like, I mean, there's a lot about The Hobbit that I think is, like, pretty interesting where, like, the characters are kind of interesting. Like, the way things happen are it's just wild. I'm like, what? Like, 
the whole point, like their whole, their three quarters of the book, at least, is them traveling to the Lonely Mountain, and we know there's a dragon there. Mm-hmm. The when the dragon dies, it is the most anticlimactic thing, like in the history of <laughs> of a fantasy. Like the the improvement of that, there is the movie improves on that. I think the movie did I that much. Better. Imagine so. There's no way they could have put what happened in the book and in, in the film because yeah. it makes it would be terrible. Like people would be pissed. Like if they were going into it like wanting an adventure film. Um, because yeah, it's pretty much just like uh bilbo runs in he he, like steals a cup he almost gets fried to death he runs out and then they're talking about how scared this dragon is and because he's like laying on all this gold and he's got gold encrusted armor basically and then he bilbo notices that there's just one spot there's one spot right over the heart that doesn't have any like emeralds Mm -hmm. on it and they're like that's the weak spot and then a bird overhears that mm-hmm. and then flies to Dale or to mm-hmm. the lake down rather mm-hmm. and tells Bard, hey, there's just one spot you have to hit. Ooh, my dude, my and dude, they, my dude. Yeah, hey, hey, Bard, hey, see that? That hit there. And he goes, okay. And he pulls a single arrow and lets it fly. And it hits him first try on that, like one tra- aiming for that one spot, and the dragon goes crashing into a lake. So the party that we've been following for three quarters of the book or plus doesn't even fight the dragon, just mm-hmm. hides from it. And then it gets killed with a one shot, like a couple of pages later. Yeah. Like it's pretty anticlimactic. It's it's fine. Like I I still to be clear, I love the Hobbit. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. When we talk about story in 2021 a 1937 small novel is like leaves room to be desired sure the fact that it holds up (laughs) at all is sort of a miracle yeah yeah for real um and a huge part of that is because of the lord of the rings and the staying power that that uh series has had Mm -hmm. because uh lord of the rings is definitely written better even according to tolkien himself So yeah, I kind of messed up on the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, don't read it too closely. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, you all love this thing, but it's pretty bad, right? I mean, I did better later. I think we can all agree. It's cute, but we can all agree I did not write that for children. (laughs) He's like, it's kind of cute, but you know, don't look too closely at it. Yeah, it's just like my early stuff. (laughs) You know, no big deal, whatever. Oh, this old thing? hmm, Just one of the most successful books of all time. (laughs) I mean, I was just kind of messing around. (laughs) I guess if you like it, that's cool, but uh, I don't even think it's that good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, The Hobbit, huge staying power, very fun. Um, I feel like people who did not read The Hobbit when they were younger, Mm Mm-hmm and wanted to read The Hobbit now, they, I don't think they would enjoy it. I think that's probably true. Yeah, I think it's just like, especially like as an adult who's like read other stuff or is like used to a certain like type of entertainment, I think The Hobbit would be really hard to get through. It's, I mean, it like even as a movie, right? Like the, the movie has a, the, the, the fact that there is a 25 minute, dinner scene at the beginning of the movie that like you can skip and you do not miss anything because there's nothing to it other than like they're all deciding that they're going to go to the lonely mountain that exists in the book too so like it's a it's a like that 
I that should not exist. And the fact that they kept it in the movie is insane. But um and it's also well, in like- the book it does need to exist because that's the only time you get any explanation about anybody's like um intentions mm-hmm. and their source of like um like why would this character choose to do this? That's the only time any you, you basically get the dwarves character like development like their blueprint in that chapter it's also it's, it's like this is the reason why they're all doing this yeah and don't ask questions and now they're just gonna go be idiots for like three years yeah it's also it's nuts that in the book i think they are like tumbling through his front door like on page eight like there's so yeah. little time for you to even get to know bilbo baggins in the book it's just like i have this theory that tolkien like was like oh i have like i have all these great ideas and then he like gets halfway through writing it and then he's like okay i'm bored and then he like just <laughs> finishes it real quick like that's like something that i think he did like the entire book like it because it tracks from like beginning to end it's like oh yeah we're gonna follow this and like oh my god they had to fight this goddamn dragon now like <laughs> and let's just kill it real quick yeah. and like, like and oh my god there's this massive battle coming up ah bilbo's gonna pass out like i don't really want to write this <laughs> okay. battle like they, they do that better <laughs> Like Bill's gonna get hit by a rock and then pass out, and he's gonna wake up after the battle's done. That that is some like (laughs) that is some they they did that in the Hunger Games too, where like uh Katniss like pat like gets knocked out and like the whole battle happens while she's like uh and like falls Uh, over. Yeah, they they didn't prove that in the Hobbit movies. Bilbo does not get incapacitated in the in the battle. Can't imagine. I I looking at so looking at the book and then looking at the movies, Mm -hmm. it's like okay, the first movie is about almost halfway through the book maybe yeah. like i think it's what out of the frying pan into the fire um is where the end of the first movie is mm-hmm. so literally it's like a third it's like the first third of the book is yeah. like the first movie and then from then on it's like the desolation of smog i guess goes through, all the way through to the battle of the five armies it goes to um, so the desolation of smog ends with smog flying smog. out of the smog <laughs> The desolation of Smaug. Yeah, um, wait. Let's talk about. Let's real quick. How do you pronounce it? It. I say it differently depending on the situation. For some reason, like, like if whoever, I say, whatever the other person says. No, no. It's like if I'm saying the name of the desolation of Smaug, I say Smaug. Smaug. But okay. if I'm saying his name, I will say Smog sometimes. Smog. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the true pronunciation of it is. But Smog. I. How do you say it? I think I mean I don't know. I think I say it both ways interchangeably. I think I, it's very similar for me. I'm just kind of like I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think like I don't for some. Reason, it's a made up word. Yeah, I can say a, it however it's I want. It's a name that doesn't matter. Um, but like, if I'm like I don't know for some reason saying the name of the movie elongates and makes the U more present for me. Smaug. Yeah. He's Smaug. desolation of Smaug. And then if I'm just saying like hey he's a uh, yeah that dragon Smaug 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 hey Smaug over there. Um, but the move that movie ends with with Smaug Smaug flying to Lake Town, and Bilbo going like, "Oh no, what have we done?" And that's wait, Desolation of Smaug ends with the dragon flying to Lake Town. Yes. Wow. It's really it's it's quite a choice, and like in like when you go to the movie in theaters, I mean, people were so mad <laughs> that that movie ended with the dragon like terrifyingly flying towards this town and Bilbo going, "Uh uh-oh, and like truly- And talk about a cliffhanger. (laughs) People were so mad because I think like (laughs) they were anticipating they would get the closure of that at the end of the movie, but no, instead you had to wait a year until the next movie. And then of course it gets like 
closed off in like the first 15 minutes of the next movie but oof yeah it's quite a it's that's quite tough. a choice that's very different from how i imagine i was like the desolation of smog definitely should end with the desolation of smog nope nope <laughs> because i believe unless i am mistaken that is the name of the chapter uh that he dies in nope inside information this is also i will say like it is nice to read a book that has chapter names again mm-hmm. i feel like that's something that really has not happened oh no i guess the the when he dies it's called fire and water okay but what an interesting idea to name a movie desolation of smog and then not get to the actual desolation it's really, i mean it's it, like truly people i were so mad i've never been in a theater like i've been in theaters where like people have been upset before but yeah like the ending like there's very rarely do people like end a movie that upset we're like like just grumbling like you can just like you know when like a gr- large group of people are all like grumbling at the same time and it doesn't sound like words anymore yeah it was that <laughs> it was just this sort of like <laughs> and then i'm sure somebody complained to like the theater employees who have no like they have nothing to do with the movie yeah i want my money back <laughs> they just sold you the ticket like go call peter jackson don't don't complain to these guys yeah we we all need the peter jackson cut i want peter jackson's phone number i want to complain to him about <laughs> about the end of the movie like, hey i have notes <laughs> yeah hey dude um what was with this and then uh, i wasn't i was gonna do an australian accent i'm not gonna do it anyways um <laughs> anything else you'd like to say about the hobbit um i Let's see. What else do I have to say? I, I love The Hobbit. I think it's so great. It, it is really, honestly, it is a great book for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, like, there is lots of, like, swashbuckling adventure, mm-hmm. I guess, but without any of the, like, really, really scary stuff. Um, and then I think on my my closing thought, that was... Actually, I have two. I have two closing thoughts <laughs> that'll last 40 minutes. Um, one is that in the movies of The Hobbit, they replaced the like thing with the goblins with orcs, or like they added some orc stories mm-hmm. lines, which I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like I was like, wait, there aren't orcs in the Hobbit. <laughs> so that was interesting. I under I can understand it because I believe orcs play like a huge role in Lord of the Rings and there's all that kind of stuff. And obviously it was very obvious that the Hobbit was putting in a lot of extra information about like what was happening whenever Gandalf would leave Mm -hmm. that you just don't get like in the book, in the Hobbit, you pretty much like Gandalf kind of like comes and goes. And at the end, uh, Bilbo, I think is like, Hey, where were you? And he's like, Oh, there's like this necromancer guy I had to deal with. It's, it's done now. And that's like, that's literally it. That's all of the background you get. And and I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. I didn't, wasn't like a huge fan of it, but was accepting of it because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay, this is fine. This is just more fun stuff to learn about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing is that people, I know people are super angry about the Hobbit movies. Um, I have only watched the first one and I really love the Hobbit and I love the first movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so fun and so exciting. And like, I feel like the Lord of the Rings, 
Uh, this is where I'm going to get hate mail. Um, but like the fan base is like so like um, pampered, <laughs> much like in the way that I think Star Wars fans are sure, really pampered, sure, where sure. you're like, you have so much content yeah. <laughs> that you get to like hate some of the content. <laughs> That's yeah. I think like that. So what people I think are mad about is there are like parts of the movies that are not very good. But I think what people get really upset about is that the the movies differ from the books. Sure. And if you if you really feel that strongly about the books that you don't like that the movies differ away from the books, you get to still enjoy the book. Like that the movie yeah. is different is like that can be just separate from your enjoyment of the book. People don't like that Legolas shows up in the Hobbit movies because he's not in the book. They oh. they don't like that. Um, that uh, the the woman who falls in love with Keeley is a character that they made up entirely for the movie. Well, that's because they needed women, <laughs> right? Right. There's <laughs> there are no women characters in the in the book otherwise. Azog the Defiler, that like white orc with the the hook uh, yeah, arm yeah, or something. Yeah. With is, oh, his arm looks like. Uh, sorry, this is a quick observation. His arm looks like. Uh, you know, like when a bird dies yeah. and their like little leg does that thing. Yeah. That's that's what his arm is. Yeah. Um. He is. He is in fact killed, I think, like a hundred years before the Hobbit even starts. So like he's a character uh, that they reincorporated from something else. So like <clears throat> what people get worked up about is this thing is not the thing that I exactly the thing that I loved, which is also kind of boring. Like I don't know. Like Yeah, I honestly if it was like a true like we took the Hobbit and we made it exactly the same in a movie. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I'm not interested. Right. <laughs> like on, I read the book. Mm -hmm. I don't need it. Right. I want something maybe a little bit different, a little bit yeah. more creative. Um, I And that's why I loved the Hobbit. I was like, I expected them to change things because mm -hmm. there's no way in hell you can have 13 dwarves who are just dumb and like, right. like just useless. Mm -hmm. Like that's not fun. That's not exciting to yeah. like watch in a movie, yeah. like in a book that's like, okay, that's fine. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, but in a movie, it's just like, you'd be like, why are these characters? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I, there's a couple of things. One, if you're going to make a movie, make it fun. Two, yeah. you have to make Keely hot, which. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think the movies are a success in those, just from those two, uh, things right there. Yeah. I think like, um, a lot of, uh, another thing that I heard or I have heard just like around like culturally is mm -hmm. like, people are really mad that the Hobbit trilogy was a trilogy and like it's like oh it's just one book it's small like that's just a money grab i mean and i'm is. like it, yeah right it's, it's hollywood <laughs> that's the point of movies <laughs> right they want to make a lot of money you are like correct. that's the whole point you still went and watched right. it <laughs> yeah i don't know I, like yeah and also i don't know it's just fun like having like something where you're just kind of like yeah i have eight hours of this to watch and like i am i am i'm i mean a three hour movie was a lot to watch mm -hmm. like i don't know if i could be the person who sits and watches eight hours worth of film but like i am excited to watch the rest of the hot movies i really enjoyed the first one like mm -hmm. i expect to really enjoy the rest of them um so i don't know because I just know that like whenever something that like a book that I really love gets turned into a TV show or like a movie or something, I am so excited for it. And like The Hobbit, like I expect all of the things that happen in The Hobbit to at least happen in these three movies because mm -hmm. of how long they are. And that gets me excited. Yeah. Like Aragon should have been a three hour long movie and it was instead a trash shoot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
of nonsense that was just terrible and like I remember being so excited for that movie and it sucked and it was so disappointing it's so much better to have like way more than what you asked for yeah um so I'm just gonna say it yeah like y'all are like Lord of the Rings fan y'all pampered like y'all got with y'all got too much to work with and you're getting angry about nothing like just watch your movie Uh. sit down don't pee for 24 hours like like and do your little marathon like you're gonna be okay you're also allowed to pause it and pee you don't have to like no. you don't have Mm-mm. to pee only no true fans or... go during the credits okay well uh i was wrong um i forgot about that part that you're not allowed to pee so, <laughs> you're uh, not allowed you, you have eyes on the screen i mean again i did see return of the king seven times in theaters so uh um, yeah so you know it's an experience i'm well familiar with um <laughs> I'm so impressed by that. The only movie I've seen multiple times in theories, I think, is Batman uh, Dark Knight. You saw The Dark? That's the one movie you've seen multiple times, The Dark Knight? (laughs) Yeah, I think I've only went and saw it twice. No, actually, I think I watched... um, uh, It was either Wonder Woman or Black Panther. I watched one of those multiple times. Maybe both multiple times in the theater. Yeah, they're different movies. Um. Yes! (laughs) I want a crossover though. (laughs) Finally, they're meeting. No, but it was like one of the, it may have been each of them. um, Cause I was just like, I just really loved them. And so it's very, it's, I don't watch movies. Like I don't read books multiple times. I don't watch movies multiple times. (laughs) I think you like you, you read more books than I watch. I mean, I watch more movies than I read books, and I think you read more books than you watch movies. Definitely. Yeah. It's not physically possible for me to watch more movies than I read. I understand. I understand. Yeah. I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> I'd have to not sleep. <laughs> um, anyways, Taylor, that was a fun conversation about The Hobbit. And if yeah. you, uh, again, if you disliked what we said, uh, we're sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. We know. Uh, we're, we're no, so sorry. We're so sorry. And uh, we'll we'll uh, talk about The Hobbit again some other time. We should talk about the movies versus the books. And when Once you've seen... Once I watch them, the yeah, movies, we can do, we can do, a, do a, we can revisit it. Yeah. But I also intend on reading Lord of the Rings and watching the movies too. So I'll get there. We'll revisit all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. We'll get the... We'll, <laughs> Tolkien fans, if you're mad at us now, trust me, you'll be mad again later. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have no idea what's that. What's going to come your way. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Bye, we love you. Love you, bye. Hey, pal, did you get a load of the nerd? <laughs>